Welcome back, friends, to Hope is a Prayer Way. I am your host, Pastor JJ. And in today's Bible study, we're going to be looking at helping people that are getting divorced or people that are getting separated. So dealing with a breakup or divorce, when a relationship ends, healing can take time. And we're hoping that these tips can help you grieve your loss and start to move on. So we want to examine the different feelings or the different phases of a divorce. Number one, why are breakups so painful? Well, a breakup or a divorce can be one of the most stressful and emotional experiences in life. And for whatever the reason for the split and whether you wanted it or not, the breakup of a relationship can turn your whole world upside down and trigger all sorts of painful and unsettling emotions. Even when a relationship is no longer good, a divorce or a breakup can be extremely painful because it represents the loss, not just of the partnership, but also of the dreams and commitments that you shared. Romantic relationships begin on a high note of excitement and hopes for the future. When a relationship fails, we experience profound disappointment. We also find and we experience stress and grief. And a breakup or divorce launches you into uncharted territory. And I want to... I want to add a little story to this that unfortunately is true. And I remember one of the first suicides that I ever had, or the very first that I was a part of, was a young man. I don't remember his age. And I remember that he drove to his ex-girlfriend's house. And, um, His ex-girlfriend and him had just broken up. And he drove his car. And I remember that he shot himself in the head. And I remember that I arrived because I was around the corner close to that call. And the young, uh, the ex-girlfriend's mother came out and she was crying And she was calling out his name and said, My son, why did you do this? And I remember that back in those days we had beepers and the mother was beeping the daughter who had a new boyfriend. And they had gone out to get, I think, something to eat. And when they got back home and she saw the fire engines that the ambulances, all the police cars. I do remember that she walked in with her new boyfriend and her mother says to her, so-and-so, look at what this, I don't remember the kid's name, but look at what this young man has done. I remember her saying words to the effect of, mom, that's his problem, not mine. And she walked inside the house with her new boyfriend. They sat down to eat. I remember consoling the lady who was despondent, as you can imagine, because 
even though this young man wasn't her son, when you have kids, you feel. And something like that that is so tragic. So I remember comforting her and walking her back inside the house. And I said to myself, I want to be able to spread this word. Because I don't want this young man's death to be in vain. And you know, sometimes young people, if you're listening to this today and you're a parent, you got to be careful. Because separations and breakups can be very traumatic. And especially for young folk that don't see a way out. Also, in this case, this young lady had another boyfriend. And maybe he felt that he was less than that jump than that uh than her new boyfriend. I don't know the reasons. But I do suggest to you that if you have a a daughter or a son and they're going through a breakup, then maybe they're going through a divorce because people get divorced at a young age, that you monitor them, that you hear them, speak to them. Don't put words in their mouth. Ask questions and allow them to speak to you. And if you see any changes that warrants you calling in a doctor, calling in 911, then you do that. Because the bottom line is, we can always help people if they're alive. But if they're deceased... We can no longer help them. They're in the realm of the Lord. Amen. So let us continue, please. So everything is disrupted when you launch into a divorce or a separation. Your routine and responsibilities, your home, your relationships with extended family and friends, and even your identity. A breakup also brings uncertainty about the future. What will, it, what will life be like without your partner? Will you find someone else? Will you end up alone? These unknowns can often seem worse than being in an unhappy relationship. This pain, disruption, and the uncertainty means that recovering from a breakup or of a divorce can be difficult and take time. However, it is important to keep reminding yourself that you can and we'll get through this difficult experience and move on with a renewed sense of hope and optimism. Recognizing that it's okay to have a different feelings. It's normal to feel sad, angry, exhausted, frustrated, and confused. All of these feelings can be intense. You may also feel anxious about the future. Accept that reactions like these will lessen over time. Even if the relationship was unhealthy, venturing into the unknown is frightening. Learn to give yourself a break. Give yourself permission to feel and to function at a less than optimal level for a period of time. You may not be able to quite to be as quite as productive on the job or care for others in exactly the way you're accustomed to for a little while. No one is Superman or Supergirl. Take time to heal, regroup, and re-energize. Also, 
Don't go through this alone. Sharing your feelings with friends and family. Uh, I would also add your pastor uh, can help you get through this period. Also, if you need counseling, find yourself a marriage counselor. There's no shame in getting help. Consider joining a support group where you can talk to others in similar situations. Remember, you're not alone. There's millions of people that are getting divorced every year. And, uh, and you're going to make it. Isolating yourself can raise your stress levels, reduce your concentration, and get in the way of your work, other relationships, and overall health. Don't be afraid to get outside help if you need it. Like we said, talk to a counselor, talk to, uh, to a friend, uh, to your doctor, uh, to your pastor, to whoever it is that, that you feel comfortable with. Also, allow yourself to grieve the loss of the relationship. Grief is a natural reaction to loss. And the breakup or divorce of a, of a love relationship involves multiple losses. It involves the loss of companionship and shared experiences, which may or may not have been consistently pleasurable. The loss of support, be it financial, intellectual, social, or emotional. The loss of hopes, of plans, and dreams, which can be even more painful than practical losses. Allowing yourself to feel the pain of these losses may be scary. You may fear that your emotions will be too intense to bear or that you'll be stuck in a dark place forever. And I want you to remember, friends, that our enemy, he's going to paint a picture in your mind that's doom and gloom. And that's not so, friends. When we have the Lord... You have to say to yourself, the Lord will help me. The help, the Lord will help me find the right person for me at the right time. And just remember that grieving is essential to the healing process. The pain of grief is precisely what helps you let go of the old relationship and move on. Isn't that amazing? And no matter how strong your grief Remember, it's not going to last forever. Amen? Tip, tips for grieving after a breakup or a divorce. Number one, don't fight your feelings. It's normal to have lots of ups and downs and feel many conflicting emotions, including anger, resentment, sadness, relief, fear, and confusion. It's important to identify and to acknowledge these feelings. While these emotions will often be painful, trying to suppress or ignore them will only prolong the grieving process. Talk about how you're feeling, even if it's difficult for you to talk about your feelings with other people. It is very important to find a way to do so when you're grieving. Knowing that others are aware of your feelings will make you feel less alone with your pain and will help you heal. Writing in a journal can also be a helpful outlet for your feelings. Remember that moving on 
is the end goal. Expressing your feelings will liberate you in a way, but it is important not to dwell on the negative feelings or to overanalyze the situation. Getting stuck in hurtful feelings like blame, anger, and resentment will rob you of the valuable, valuable energy and prevent you from healing and moving forward. Remind yourself that you still have a future. And you know, talking about that, it's incredible because just yesterday in our local news, there is a, a young lady that's 92 years old, God bless her, and a young man who's 89 years old, and they're getting married. They're getting married next week. Uh, today is April the 3rd. So sometime next week they're getting married. And uh, so there's always hope. Babe. There's always hope. And you still have a future. If they have a future, we all have a future. Amen. And when you commit to another person, you create many hopes and dreams for life together. So after a breakup, it's hard to let these aspirations go. As you grieve the loss of the future you, want envision, you once envisioned, be encouraged by the fact that new hopes and dreams will eventually replace the old ones. Know the difference between a normal reaction to a breakup and depression. Grief can be paralyzing after a breakup, but after a while, the sadness begins to lift. And day by day, little by little, you start moving on. However, if you don't feel any forward momentum, you may be suffering from depression. And I would definitely encourage you to seek help from a professional. There's no shame in that. Nobody needs to know that you're seeking a, a counseling from a psychologist. Uh, they're there to help you. You're not the only person that they treat that's going that's gone through a divorce or a breakup. They're not going to look down on you. Amen. And you get the help you need. And, um, you know, sometimes it may be that involves medications. Maybe you can't sleep because of the trauma that you're going through or, or the anxiety. And they know how to work with you and they'll and they'll figure out a game plan to help you get through these uh, difficult days and maybe a couple couple of months but you also need to remember that you need to be helping your kids during a breakup or a divorce when a mom and dad split a child can feel confused angry and uncertain as well as profoundly sad as a parent you can help your kids cope with the breakup by providing stability and attending to your child's needs with a reassuring, positive attitude. And let me say something else. Sometimes children need the help of a counselor. That's okay. Maybe they need to talk to, to their pastor, you know, to them, or, or to their grandparents or to somebody. But if you see that they're stuck and they need help, take them to a child counselor. Get them the help that they need and help them through it. Amen. And I would also add, friends, play 
Christian music. When you're feeling down, when you're feeling alone, put on the Christian radio station and let that love of that music start healing your heart. And pray, pray to the Lord to help you, to help your kids. You can gather your kids and pray together and talk freely and openly about how they feel. Let them feel that they can talk to you about anything without you judging them. And like that, you can determine if what you're doing is good enough or do you need to bring an outside professional to help you. And maybe, like I said, maybe it's a pastor that can come and uh, help you through the situation. Maybe it's a, one of your best friends. And if not, then we seek the help of a professional. Amen. Now, reaching out to others for support. Support from others is critical to the healing after a breakup or divorce. And you might feel like being alone. But isolating yourself will only make this time more difficult. Don't try to get through this on your own. Connect face-to-face with trusted friends and family members. People who have been through painful breakups or divorces can be especially helpful. They know what it's like and they can assure you that there is hope for healing and new relationships. Frequent face-to-face contact is also a great way to relieve the stress of a breakup and regain balance in your life. You go out to have a slice of pizza. You go out to, to have a cup of wine. You laugh. You think of old times and, 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 and you think of the future. Spend time with the people who support, value, and energize you. As you consider who to reach out to, choose wisely. Surround yourself with people who are positive and who truly are going to listen to you. It's important that you feel free to be honest about what you're going through without worrying about being judged, criticized, or told what to do. And remember, this also applies to our kids. Amen? Get outside help if you need it. Friends, I can't stress that enough. There's no shame in it. If reaching out to others doesn't come naturally, consider seeing a counselor or joining a support group. And see the resources in the section below that we have listed on the on the website. Um, the, but the most important thing is that you have at least one place where you feel comfortable in opening up and sharing your true feelings, sharing your fears, your anxiety. Cultivate new friendships. If you feel like you have lost your social network along with the divorce or breakup, make an effort to meet new people. Join a networking group or special interest club. Take a class. Get involved in community activities or volunteer at a school a place of worship, or other community organizations. 
go to the gym. Um, and taking care, taking care of yourself after a breakup. This is so important. A divorce, as we have talked about, is highly stressful and it's a life-changing event. And when you're going through the emotional ringer and dealing with major life changes, it's more important than ever to take care of yourself. The strain and the upset of a major breakup can leave you psychologically and physically vulnerable. Treat yourself as like you were getting over the flu. Get plenty of rest. Minimize other sources of stress in your life and reduce your workload if possible. Learning to take care of yourself can be one of the most valuable lessons you learn following a breakup. And as you feel the emotions of your loss and begin learning from your experience, you can resolve to take better care of yourself and make positive choices going forward. Here are some self-care tips. For example, make time each day to nurture yourself. Help yourself heal by scheduling daily time for activities you find calming and soothing. Spend time with good friends. Go for a walk in nature. Listen to music. And there's a reason, friends, why we have a music ministry in church. And it's very simple. It's because that music prepares our soul to receive the Word of God. Amen. Enjoy a hot bath. Get a massage. Read a favorite book. Take a yoga class. Or savor a warm cup of coffee or tea. Pay attention to what you need. In any given moment and speak up to express your needs. Honor what you believe to be right and best for you, even though it may be different from what from what your ex or others want. Say no without guilt or angst as a way of honoring what is right for you. Also, stick to a routine. A divorce or relationship breakup can disrupt almost every area of your life, amplifying feelings of stress, uncertainty, and chaos. So getting back to a regular routine can provide a comforting sense of structure and normalcy. Take a time out. Try not to make any major decisions in the first few months after a separation or divorce, such as starting a new job or moving to a new city. If you can, wait until you're feeling less emotional so that you can make decisions with a clearer head. Also, friends, and this is very important because I've seen this many, many times, Avoid using alcohol or drugs or food to cope. And when you're in the middle of a breakup, you may be tempted to do anything to relieve your feelings of pain and loneliness. But friends, using alcohol, drugs, or food as an escape is unhealthy and destructive in the long run. It's essential to find healthier ways of coping with painful feelings. 
There is a Help Guides free emotional intelligence toolkit that can help you. It's in the website. It's free. All you have to do is click on it and see if you find um, any suggestions in there that may be able to help you. Explore new interests. A divorce or breakup is a beginning as well as an end. Let's look at the positive. Let's not look at the negative. Take the opportunity to explore new interests and activities. Pursue fun. New activity gives you a chance to enjoy life in the here and now rather than dwelling on the past. And you know, maybe you used to like to go to baseball games and your ex didn't uh, go to baseball games or maybe you like knitting and he didn't like it. Well, now you can go knitting. You know what I'm saying? Try to, you know, try to engage in things that made you happy prior to the, uh, to the person that you are no longer with. Amen. Making healthy choices, eat well, sleep well, and exercise. When you're going through stress, through the stress of a divorce or a breakup, healthy habits easily fall by the wayside. You might find yourself not eating at all or overeating your favorite junk foods. Exercise might be harder to fit in because of the added pressures at home and sleep might be elusive. But all of the work you are doing to move forward in a positive way will be pointless if you don't make long-term healthy lifestyle choices. And in the website, there's a, there are links to healthy eating, how to sleep better, and how to start exercising and sticking to it. Um, again, you're welcome to, to visit the website and be able to click on those uh, links and see if there's anything there that you find may be able to help you. Um, also, if you're going through a divorce and there are things that you're doing that are helping you, would you mind um, sharing that with me, please, so I can add it in a future version? Um, you don't have to give me your name. You, uh, I won't. Uh, all I want is what are the things that you've done to help you get by these tough times, if you don't mind. Um, I honor not to use your website. I will never use your name. Um, I will just use the information. And if you would like to just give me your first initial of your first name, I can say um, person A did blah, blah, blah. I promise. But you can be helping many other people that are that are in the situation that you're in right now. And I thank you for doing that. I appreciate it. Now, learning important lessons from a breakup or a divorce. It can be difficult to see it when you're going through a painful breakup. But in times of emotional crises, there are opportunities to grow and learn. I, I agree with that 100%. You may f be feeling nothing but emptiness and sadness in your life right now. But that doesn't mean that... Things will never change. Try to consider this period in your life a time out, a time for sowing the seeds for new growth. You can emerge from this experience knowing yourself better and feeling stronger and wiser. And in order to fully accept a breakup and move on, you need to understand what happened and acknowledge the part that you played. Be honest to yourself. And you know, sometimes in marriage counseling, um, some of the 
toughest questions are, or some of the toughest um, hurdles are, getting people to understand and fully accept what role did they play in leading to this. And you know, we, we, we all are human, we all can make mistakes, but let's learn from them. Let's make ourselves better. Let's not let pride get in the way. Amen? And the more you understand how the choices you made affected the relationship, the better you're going to be able to learn from your mistakes and avoid repeating them in the future. These are some questions that you can ask yourself. Number one, step back and look at the big picture. How did you contribute to the problems of the relationship? And be honest to yourself. Secondly, do you tend to repeat the same mistakes or choose the wrong person in a relationship after relationship? Thirdly, think about how you react to stress and deal with conflict and insecurities. Could you act in a more constructive way? Consider whether or not you accept other people the way they are, not the way they could or should be. Number five, examine your negative feelings as a starting point for change. Are you in control of your feelings or are they in control of you? And you'll need to be honest with yourself during this part of the healing process. Try not to dwell on who is to blame or beat yourself up over your mistakes. And as you look back on the relationship, you have an opportunity to learn more about yourself, how you relate to others, and the problems you need to work on. If you are able to objectively examine your own choices and behavior, including the reasons why you choose your former partner, you'll be able to see where you went wrong and make better choices next time. Now, there are some divorce exemptions found in the Bible. Number one would be infidelity. And in Matthew 19, verse 9 of the NIV, it tells us, I tell you that anyone who divorces his wife, except for sexual immorality, and marries another woman, commits adultery. Secondly, abandonment. As found in 1 Corinthians Chapter 7, verses 14 through 15 out of the NIV, starting at verse 14. For the unbelieving husband has been sanctified through his wife, and the unbelieving wife has been sanctified through her believing husband. Otherwise, your children would be unclean, but as it is, they are holy. But if the, unbelievers, but if the unbeliever leaves, let it be so. The brother or sister is not bound in such circumstances. God has called us to live in peace. That's another thing. That's another component. And sometimes, friends, you know, people get married or they have relationships and one of them is saved and one of them is not and the person that's not leaves. There's your answer. God says, let them go. For we're supposed to live in peace. Also, we're supposed to try to marry and find another believer. And it makes such a difference in a marriage. Number three, 
another another example is if you're if if you're being neglected or if you're being abused. And Exodus twenty one verses ten through eleven, and if he marries another woman, he must not deprive the first one of her food, clothing, and marital rights. If he does not provide her with these three things, she is to go free without any payment of money. So if you're not taking care of your home, either or, you're free to leave. Men abusing their spouses, and I would also say that women abusing their spouses, which also happens. And Deuteronomy 21, verses 11 through 14, the word of the Lord says, starting at verse 11, If you notice among the captives a beautiful woman and are attracted to her, you may take her as your wife. Bring her into your home and have her shave her head, trim her nails, and put aside the clothes she was wearing when, when captured. After she has lived in your house and mourned her father and mother for a full month, then you may go to her and be her husband, and she shall be your wife. If you are not pleased with her, let her go wherever she wishes. You must not sell her or treat her as a slave, since you have dishonored her. Number five, rape. God protects women who are raped from being married. And Deuteronomy 22, verses 28 through 29 under the NIV, it says, If a man happens to meet a virgin who is not pledged to be, to be married and rapes her, and they are discovered, he shall pay her father 50 shekels of silver. He must marry the young woman, for he has violated her, and he can never divorce her as long as he lives. And friends, I don't know your circumstances, but uh, I've 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 also experienced divorce in my family, not myself, but in my family. And I know how painful, how disorienting, how sleepless, how the anxiety. How the eating habits changed of my loved one. And um, everything I've read to you, I've seen. I haven't ex I experienced it vicariously through my loved one, but not through myself. But I want you to know, like I told my loved one, there is hope. If you will just... Turn your face to the Lord and ask the Lord to help you. Play Christian music. Also remember, the enemy knows what's going on in your life and he's going to attack you. He's going to attack you with waves of doom and gloom. Let me give you some powerful words. If, if and when the enemy attacks you, away from me, Satan, in Jesus' name. Away from me, Satan, in Jesus' name.
and you put on your Christian music, you start praying to the Lord, and you do that as many times as it takes until he leaves you alone. Amen. And friend, I just want to say that I want you to picture this in your mind, if you would, please. I want you to picture yourself extending your hand out to greet someone and having that person walk by and not acknowledging you. And now I want you to picture our Lord extending his hand to you. And how many times have you walked by and you've never taken his hand? But friends, he's not waiting to punish you. He's waiting to forgive you, to love you, to help you. I don't care what circumstance you're in. There's no circumstance that's too big for him to come and help you. But you know, Christianity is a relationship. And it takes two people. As much as he wants to be in your life, he also respects you if you don't want him in yours. So I'm going to lead you in prayer. And if you would like to have Jesus in your life this day, I would ask you to please pray along so that you may accept the Lord. Amen. Heavenly Father, we come, I come before your throne. I ask you for forgiveness of all of my sins. I ask you to be my Lord and my Savior this day. Father, I accept and, and I'm so grateful for the sacrifice you made for me on Calvary. I want to take your hand this day. I want to walk with you, Lord. I want you to love me. I want you to help me. Father, I'm feeling hopeless. Give me hope, Father. Make a way for me and my children. Help us through this tough time that we're all going through. Please, Father, never leave us. You're welcomed in our lives and in our home. And we accept, I accept you, Jesus, as my Lord and Savior, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen, Lord, and amen. And friend, if you said that prayer, I do believe that you were born again. I encourage you to find yourself a good Bible that you can read, and that when you read, the words stick out to you that you can understand easily. Amen? I would also encourage you, if you're going through a divorce or a breakup and there's children, I would encourage you to go to your weekly uh, Bible study. Make sure that the kids go to theirs. And I would encourage you on Sundays to go to your Mass or go to the, to the sermon and have your children go as well. Uh, and then on Sunday, you also want to do your your, your sermon and if the children have uh, pastors that give them their sermons and then what I would like for you to do is maybe Sunday or whatever day of the week works for you that you would take all of your notes collectively and pray all of you pray with your Bibles ask the Lord to give you understanding Ask the Lord to give you remembrance. And then, 
you pick out the stuff that you, the, the materials that you have learned, then ask your kids, involve them, ask them what did they learn in Sunday and in Sunday school? What did they learn in their weekly Bible study? And, and, and share with them the word and let them speak and get them involved and then pray as a family. Amen. Friends, I always close out all of my podcasts in remembrance of Pastor John H. Osteen because he had the best phrase I've ever heard of. And it's only fair that he gets the credit for the phrase that I'm going to say to you. He closed out all of his TV podcasts with the following phrase. He would say, keep Jesus first place in your life and he will take you places that you've never dreamed of. Amen. And friends, thank you for your time and the privilege of being able to share Christ with you. And I will look forward to talking with you tomorrow on our podcast. May his blessings and protections be upon you and yours today and always in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you.